Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. Today we'll learn from the Bible about the seven days of creation. Last week I said I'd tell you about the incredible end of my day, which gave me the greatest shock of my 13-year-old life. about. Wolfie is missing. First Mr. Widget disappears from New Garden almost eight months ago, and now his little boy Wolfgang Widget is missing from Granny G's house in Fresno, California. And now we've got two mysteries to solve. <laughs> Joey, maybe Wolfgang ran away from Fresno because he didn't like raisins, fog, and hot weather. That's not funny, Peanut. We've got to find out where Wolfgang and Mr. Widget are. Who did it and why and how? I know, Joey. Miss Smith and I are going to visit Tiger Lily Garden at 6.30 tonight to look for clues. Hey, there's a sign up ahead. Tiger Lily Lane. Oh, look, Joey, at the beautiful tiger lilies with the orange and bluish-black dots. Peanut, why do you like tiger lilies so much? I love their orange color and their bluish-black dots and they look like little cute tigers. And I love summer. What are those little antlers sticking up from the middle of the tiger lily? <laughs> Joey, those are called anthers, not antlers. What are you picking it for? If you pick all the flowers, Joey, there won't be any left. Because I want to count the anthers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven anthers all together. You're very observant, Joey. The seven anthers remind me of the first seven days of the Earth's existence which God created. Where does the Bible say that, Peanut? Joey, don't you remember Mr. G's Bible study? We read in Genesis 2, 1 and 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Oh yeah, I just forgot. Before we talk about Mr. Widget, can you help me think of a question from the Bible to ask Mr. G when we go to his house? Maybe you can ask Mr. G why God talks about the first six days of creation in chapter 1, but when he gets to chapter 2, it begins with the seventh day. That's a good question, Peanut. Let me write it down. Wait, I just thought of one. Hmm, I think I'll ask what the six days of creation and the seventh day of God's rest has to do with salvation. There's Mr. G now on his porch. Maybe he can take a walk with us and tell us the answers to your questions, Joey. Hi, Mr. G. Will you help join me with some questions we have from the Bible as we take a walk? Hi, you're here early. Sure, that sounds fine. Let me grab my Bible, Peanut.
Okay, what are your questions? I have two questions, Mr. G. First, why does God talk about the first six days of creation in chapter one? But when he gets to chapter two, it begins with the seventh day. Oh, that's a great question, Joey. God has purposely separated the seventh day from the first six days by recording the first six days of creation in Genesis chapter one and the seventh day part of the creation story in chapter two. My second question is, what do the six days of creation and the seventh day of God's rest have to say about God's salvation plan? Well, Genesis 2-3 also tells us why God created the seventh day. Can you read that, Peanut? Okay, Genesis 2 verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. You see, God blessed and sanctified the seventh day because the seventh day of the creation week is super special in that God himself rested from all his work on this day. He blessed it and sanctified it. Hey, there's Lizzie. Lizzie! Hi, Peanut. Hi, Mr. G and Joey. I was on my way over. I guess almost everyone from our Bible study decided to take a nature walk down Tiger Lily Lane. Hi, Lizzie. I was just answering Joey's question about why God set apart the seventh day of creation as special and rested from his work. Why is that day special? Lizzie, the fact that God rested from all his work is very special when we realize that it is directly related to the spiritual rest that believers have in the Lord Jesus Christ. God explains the Sabbath rest at length in Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. Let's sit on this bench to rest, and I'll let you read this aloud, Lizzie. All right, Mr. G, Hebrews 4, verse 9 through 11. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Thanks, Lizzie. The Old Testament Seventh-day Sabbath points to the salvation work of the Lord Jesus Christ. When somebody becomes saved, they rest in Christ. We rest from trying to work our way into heaven. Remember, we can do nothing to please God or to save ourselves. He must do all the work of salvation. As Jonah 2.9 says, salvation is of the Lord. You mean we don't have to do good works or even receive Christ like many teach? That's correct, Joey. By sanctifying the day of rest, God in effect sanctifies those who have found this perfect rest in Christ, which is salvation. Mr. G, what does sanctify mean? Sanctify means to set apart. By setting apart the day of rest, God sets apart those who have found rest in Christ for the service of God. Spiritually, all of Genesis 2 has much to say about the gospel of grace. Let's review our memory verse, Titus 3, 5. Then the girls will sing, Not What My Hands Have Done, which this beautiful hymn is based on. Can you say it, Joey? Okay, Mr. G. 
Titus 3.5 Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Not what my hands have done can save my guilty soul, not what my toiling flesh has borne can make my spirit whole, not what I feel or do Mr. G, you answered both of my questions. I've got to go home now. My dad said to be home by 6 o'clock. It's already 6 o'clock? Oh, no. I have to hurry and get home, too. I'll walk the two of you home. Peanut, do you want me to walk you home, too? No, thanks, Mr. G. Actually, I'm supposed to meet Miss Smith at this bench. We're going to check out the Tiger Lily Mansion for clues in the disappearance of Mr. Widget. My mom and dad said it's okay. Okay, Peanut. Well, boys and girls, let me tell you about the incredible end of my day. While I sat on the bench waiting for Miss Smith, where Joey, Lizzie, and Mr. G left me near the intersection of Roche Street and Magnolia Lane, I saw a tall, thin man with colored glasses. I think he was a plain clothes detective because we got into a conversation and he started sharing his own ideas about the disappearance of Mr. Widget. When I got off the bench, I knocked down a young boy who had been behind me and several books which he had been carrying fell. I remember them as I picked him up. I saw the title of one of them, The Garden of Eden, and it struck me that the boy must be a friend of one of the kids in our Bible study. I tried to apologize for the accident, but the boy seemed pretty upset about the books I had knocked out of his hands, and he quickly walked away. So Miss Smith and I checked our Tiger Lily Mansion at number 347 Magnolia Lane 
and she walked home with me to 892 Cherry Blossom Lane. I had not been in our family room five minutes when my mom came in to say that a young boy wanted to see me. To my surprise, it was the same little boy with all the books looking at me with his big brown eyes and long eyelashes. Are you surprised to see me, Pilo? I-I-I am. Thanks for helping me pick up my books. Sorry if I seemed upset. Uh, it, that's okay. You're welcome. But how did you know my name? I'm a neighbor of Peanut. Maybe these books will help you to remember me. Here's volume one, The Heavens and the Earth, and volume two, God Bless the Seventh Day, and volume three, The Generations of the Heavens and the Earth. So, boys and girls, when I turned again, Wolfgang Widget was standing smiling at me from across my mom's study table after he took off a disguise that had kept me from recognizing him. I stood up, and then I must have fainted for the first time in my life. I woke up on the couch after feeling a strong, tingling odor of smelling salts used to wake up people who have fainted, which my mom had placed under my nose. Wolfgang stood close by, holding a glass of water for me in his hand. Sorry, Peanut. I didn't think you would faint when I took off my costume. Wolfgang, is it really you? How did you get here? How did you get your father's books? Do you know where your father is? Peanut, we've got some hard and dangerous work in front of us. Maybe it would be better if I tell you the whole story when our work is done. Stay tuned to Treasures from the Bible to find out more about our search for Mr. Widget, and more importantly, we'll learn something new from the Bible. May God richly bless you with His salvation. If you want a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Care Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. Bye.